Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Hello Achievers and welcome to episode number 48 of the Next Level Teasers podcast, reference for Bobby in the Facebook group, a podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author businesses. My name is Daniel Wilcox and here with me every week is... Sasha Black. Sasha motherfucking Black. How you doing? Yeah, baby. Um, Very tired. So tired, in fact. Even my podcast guest last night asked if I was feeling delirious. Uh, So yeah, pretty fucking Are you going to share the story? <laughs> yeah i'm sorry oh I had to. god well now i have to don't i so last night i was interviewing <laughs> last night i was interviewing and thankfully okay i'm not going to tell you who it was because you'll find out when you listen to the episodes but another cheese another cheese um, it was a lovely friend of mine who has a very, very good sense of humour, which is pretty <laughs> bloody good, really. Um, and we were essentially talking about the fact that she'd said no to a traditional publisher in favour of going indie. And I wanted to say that that meant she had really big balls, which is how I started the conversation. And then I was like, wait, no, fuck the patriarch. You've got a really big vag- And then like... <laughs> just basically accused her of having wearing a very large muff which obviously <laughs> which obviously then caused hysterics for like both me and her because I didn't mean to tell my podcast guest she had a large vagina <laughs> anyway I then did that thing where you like you pull it together and you continue talking and then you just fucking lose your shit all over again. So I can't wait for people to listen to this episode where I just absolutely lose it. And um, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. God. That's, that's, I, think, I think there should be some kind of reward, like a small reward for whoever's the first person to spot the episode and to get in touch with you and be like, it was this one. Yeah. <laughs> But other than uh, telling someone she has a huge muff, how, how's your week been? So tiring. I am at the end of a ridiculously long week. So my goal this week was to do like all of the interviews, all of the meetings, all of the podcasts so that I could clear up the decks for next week uh, so I could work more or less solely on writing, which is fine. In theory, that's fine. But what's not fine is when Sasha forgets that she also has a load of other work that needs doing and that she can't necessarily do all of the things plus write plus do all of the other things. And so, yeah, no, apparently not. not. I've not figured out yet. No. So I've driven myself into the ground and I am exhausted. And the worst of it is it's Friday and I desperately, desperately, desperately just want to stop. 
um and I can't because my inbox is still full and I still have like a tiny bit of freelance stuff to do in order to enable me to ensure that I don't have to do it next week so at some point I'm still gonna have to work I would say three quarters of a working day over the weekend which I really don't want to do because next week is gonna I'm gonna go hammer and tongs at trying to finish side characters so basically I I'm really not moaning here because I love my life and I, I asked for this and I love my job but what I'm trying to say is I'm an idiot when it comes to time blocking and I have not mastered it but I have learned a lot of lessons and I've learned one other lesson this week and that's that not only does admin drain me like not only do I really dislike admin and so like I'm loving this new structure where I put admin all on one day I've noticed a bit of a pattern over the last three weeks that the day after I've done admin I I'm almost incapable of writing Mm, interesting so yeah it is interesting because I've been getting really cross that I felt like I've wasted the day and I genuinely think it's it's one of two things. Either it's task switching because I've spent the whole day doing admin and trying to go back to writing is then really hard for me or it's the drain. So not only is like it a drain on me, it also drain, drains my creative energy pennies as well. So um, I'm thinking about moving my admin day to Thursday um, because then I'd have admin day and then podcast day and I and that's fine I can do that um, but what I can't do is do like writing writing admin writing podcasting day yeah so yeah I might try and do that the I mean it is going to be slightly difficult because of where the ally meetings fall and the freelance stuff but if I can get ahead enough I might be able to do it so we'll see I think I might try that next week <clears throat> long week yeah, basic. Yeah, in summary, I had a really long week. How was yeah. yours? I finished the book. So I I yeah, brought in, uh, it came to like 72,000 words in the end, which I essentially wrote in three weeks um, to hit a ghost writing client deadline, which isn't their fault. It's totally my fault in terms of time management and stuff, but I made it happen. And the sweet, 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 sweet relief of having it finished is upon me now or would be uh so i planned to basically lie in this morning have a nice rest overnight i got an early night and then was woken up at half five by the neighbor's howling dog so you know plans never quite go as you want them to so i feel like i probably look a little bit more tired but also if i look a little bit more tired it's probably just because my new hd camera and lighting setup captures all the wrinkles on my face and actually shows like what i really look like behind all the blur <laughs> let people have a proper look for people on youtube check that out check it out hd and kind yes, of fish lens as well. His big birthday next month is 30 and not 40 for anyone who was wondering. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Where did that come from? <laughs> oh, I just wanted just, to this throw is just, some shade. Yeah, it's probably revenge just for me calling you out as to your age on WhatsApp uh, this yeah, week. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. Let's not mm -hmm. talk about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been it's been <clears> a good week. I've managed to get the book done. I've taking sort of leaps and bounds in terms of um sort of planning my next few upcoming projects uh i got again another tease i got some stuff that i don't know if i'm allowed to talk about yet but some quite exciting stuff happened this week that the minute i find out if i can talk about it i will let people know you know sasha is this our was, thing no oh this is 
the other thing that's similar to the thing that you did that you couldn't talk about at one point? Uh, uh. <laughs> I love talking in code to you just to see if you get any reference of it. Um, I'll fill you in after the show. You okay. know, but yeah. Uh, so there's a thing, which is really, really cool. Um, but I don't know if I can speak about it yet. And when I can, I will. Um, what else has been going on? Pretty much it. Pretty much just all sort of all in terms of just getting the book done. And um, today is the first day I can kind of like just breathe and catch up on stuff that I've let fall to the wayside. And I've used this morning to write three and a half thousand words of a new book that I'm working on. I hate you so much right now. Like literally so hate you. I'm really enjoying it. I think that's the thing. Like I... Um, it's a book that I'm excited to get to it was uh, it's been a, a while since I've just been like I really want to get to the desk and just write this thing but it's a book that I know I can write it's a book that I get to use my voice in like I know that I can just blurt this stuff out because it's relatively easy um so yeah I'm hoping to well my plan is to have the first draft written by next Friday because I also don't think it's going to be a huge book I think it's going to be probably about 20 30,000 words um <laughs> such a wanker that does not make this situation any better i'm just gonna casually smash out 30k in a week i also want it i also want it done because it's a gap between two ghostwriting deadlines yep. so yep. i don't have a whole That's lot great. of time to well done gold medal i'm not jealous or welcome better. to the next level of the podcast where we support each other on our <laughs> alter journey level up <laughs> you sir can fuck off you know i support you i'm very proud and i always tell you how impressed i am with you I don't know. I see a counter just specifically for this podcast. Um, what's next? What else do we talk about in the beginning? Uh, what's one thing you've enjoyed this week? My friend. Me. Ka- Woohoo! So Katie, my thing this week. <laughs> Katie Forrest <laughs> sent me some amazing, amazing candle melts, right? And I have been melting them this week. And one of my favourite smells is oud. I don't know if you know what oud is. It's like a Middle Eastern sort of like frankincense spice. It's a very deep smell. Um, all my fit, wow, my chair is making a lot of noise. Um, all my perfumes, like I sometimes wear really expensive perfume <laughs> and um, like Creed and it has oud in it. And oh, like I'm like a fucking dog in heat. I will dry hump you if you wear oud perfume. And uh, <laughs> Look, I'm really tired and I just can't control how I'm describing stuff. How do you I'm, spell not, oud? I'm not gonna dry hump anybody, but anyway. Um how, how do you spell it? O-U-D. Okay, that's better. Okay. Why? Because I heard it as O-O-D, and if you turn oud upside down, it spells poo. So as you were. Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> one of the um, smells that she sent was oud and rose and rose is one of my favorite smells alongside lavender and so I'm just having a field day with my office smelling like fucking like just Middle Eastern like summers and nights and wine and sex so there's that <laughs> isn't that that um is it Gwyneth Paltrow candle Gwyneth Paltrow Yeah, have you not seen this what? one? Is it is it Gwyneth Paltrow? I feel like it's Gwyneth Paltrow, and I am going to have to Google this because uh, Gwyneth. Speaking of which, my candle just died, so here's me lighting another one. So yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow's got a candle amazing. that smells of a vagina. 
Wait, what? You can buy a candle that smells of Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. That's a real thing. Link in the show that notes, people. That is disgusting. What? Yeah. Why would you do that? Ew. Interesting fact. Someone set their house on fire with it. <laughs> with Gwyneth Paltrow's with vagina Gwyneth Paltrow's smell. vagina smell. Uh, uh-huh. uh so yeah swiftly moving on candles that's ah <laughs> <laughs> um that's a cool thing to enjoy mine uh, i've got two things number one i've referenced uh, already which is uh new webcam new lighting because i'm planning on doing like some film stuff like at some point soon so it's nice to have like a, a better setup than i did have and number two, I very much, uh, I listened to your interview with Joanna Penn on the Rebel Author podcast this week, and I enjoyed that. Um, mostly because Joanna is awesome, and she always has really, really good advice. But also because it's been a while since I've uh, listened to the Rebel Author podcast. Not for any particular reason, other than time. Busy. I'm just I'm just saying, um, before you say anything. Uh, but <laughs> one thing I've forgotten is just how British you are when you go into your professional mode. I know. Because you don't get that on here. I know. It's Sasha Black on here. I know. I can't <clears throat> I can't help it. Wait till you hear the audiobook though. Oh, I'm because I'm curious the audiobook that. is like Sasha British on fucking steroids. Hello. Like literally. Yeah, literally. I can't <laughs> I can't help it though, because when I used to do the voiceovers, like the minute I get in the recording studio, the voice comes back. Mm. And you know, that but that's what I was trained for. So that's just what happens. I can't yeah. No, I enjoyed it. Like, it's a thing I've enjoyed. Oh, yeah. Why am I justifying myself? Fuck you. I don't, I don't need to justify wow. myself. Swiftly moving on. Uh, we, we nice. can... mm? Go on. No, go on. You've got a thing to say. I'm just say. really tired. <laughs> and I just, I'm not coping this week. Weekly confessional. Wow, Sasha, you had a list of things to do. And I am slightly scared because I don't actually know if I did it all. <laughs> okay, so Dan will finish the book and have a discussion with Sasha about the thing. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yes, I okay. did. Sasha will edit her Apple blurb. I did that. Do an Apple review reach out. Right, so I did do that, and I discovered that you have to have, I think, brought the book on Apple? I don't know. It was like a weird thing. So I managed to get one review on Apple, which is better than no reviews, but I haven't... Um, I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to do a more, like tactical strategic uh review grab thing for that so um it didn't like I did it but it wasn't very successful so I'll have to do that again um 500 words of a short story we are not going to talk about what happened with that I did do it I sent down the evidence it was not a good day let's just uh let's just end that there moving swiftly along um start her side characters launch planning I have done that that is on my wall um, I did a ton of post-its and I felt a lot better after just writing stuff down. So that was really good. And have a conversation with Dan about the thing. Oh, thank fuck. I actually did all of the things. Smashed it. Killed it. Killed it dead. Um, awesome. Uh, just a note on our anniversary celebration, episode number 52. Me and you still need to actually sit down and talk about what we're doing that episode, but people have been putting some cool ideas on the Facebook page. So be sure that if you've got any ideas or anything you want to see from us, to go onto our Facebook group, Next Level Authors, and just get those ideas down. I still really think we should do a live episode. I think we should. Yeah, I think we should do a live and like allow patrons to come in as well. Sounds fun. Yeah. Sounds dangerous. We'll Sounds fun. <laughs> it does sound dangerous. I, I also think we both should be drinking, but that's another whole other conversation. I never stop. 
Um, speaking of Patreon, segue, we have two new patrons this week. We have what? Cassie M. Newell and Juliet Fisher. So welcome oh to the tribe. Um, I see that you're already getting involved in answering questions, putting some stuff out on the Patreon group. We have our next Patreon live Q&A on Monday, the 8th of March. So get involved in that. Um, and yeah, you get early access to our episodes and a bit of behind the scenes banks. So yeah, welcome to the group. And we love having you already. Yes, we do. Thank you so much, guys. Level ups. Are you on this or do you want, I've got one in front of me. I can read out. You can do it. Sweet. Uh, level up this week comes from Francesca, who has four things. So it's not just a level up, it's level ups. Uh, number one, she won a writing contest and has a meeting with a publisher about it, which is awesome. Progressed with my editing and beta readers of her novel. Nearly finished the first draft of a secret freelancing project. Hey, more teasing. <laughs> wow, we really do this a lot on this show. I know. Or, or is this a new thing? <laughs> I feel like we used to, but we do now. Uh, and she has new cover art for her novel, Soon to be in Progress. So loads going on there. Well done, Francesca. Cool. Uh, question uh, from last week and comments. The question was, how do you deal with all of your ideas? Over to you, Sasha. Yeah, so Yanni said, all my ideas seem to link to the series I'm working on, so it makes it very easy to keep track of them. I just need to scribble them down or get it down on my phone when the idea smacks me in the face at 2am. Mm. Um, I envy those that have so many wonderful ideas they want to work on. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice is um, tired this week. Uh, Bobby Ann Atwood said, as for how I deal with ideas, I'm firmly on Sasha's side with if I don't write it down, I'll forget it. So I keep mini memo pads in my desk, my car and my bag. Uh, Ida says, if I have an idea, I'll write it down on a piece of paper, then write it on a Google Doc. I'll also write it myself an email sorry i'll also write myself an email or get my phone and write it on a google doc if i need a new idea for a new book or scene or whatever i just go back to my emails um luke says lots and lots of notes for me usually in the apple notes app and then um we had a couple of other comments one from laura one from holly and holly who said she was howling at laughter <laughs> howling with laughter at the easter egg so thank you everybody i think there were some other ones which came in after I had already like pulled these comments. So thank you very much to everybody who has commented. And listened to three minutes worth of Easter eggs. Um, Last week's Easter egg was spectacular, even if I say so myself. There you go. Question of the week. Are you ready? No. Okay. Yes. I'll wait. I'm ready. Okay. Question is simple. Why nonfiction? Ooh. <laughs> oh. <sighs> well. <laughs> well, that is an excellent question. I have about five answers for this, obviously. Okay, so like the most real answer I can give you is that it was a total accident. Um, I think, I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast or if I talked about it on the other podcast, but when I started writing, I have always been obsessed with craft, as everybody knows, and I uh, was intentionally trying to learn and develop my craft. And because I'm senile, as I mention a lot, I needed a place to write. Very, very true, as evidenced this week in a lot of our conversations. Honestly, like you will, the more, the, like the more this goes on, the more you'll see that if it's not written down, I, it's just not, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Anyway, 
And so in, in order to consolidate the learning, I had to write stuff down. So I was like, well, where can I write down all the lessons? I had like nowhere to write down the stuff that I was learning. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to blog it um, with like no conscious thought as to the fact that other people might find that useful. And then a couple of my posts, I think I had like 100,000 hits in like a month or like six weeks or something, which was a shitload given that I was just some girl writing up stuff and I was like a hundred thousand hits that blows I mean it's not comparatively when you look at like the traffic that people get now but anyway back then like seven or eight years ago it was a lot of traffic still is and so um <laughs> I was like oh there's a market here so I went a bit deeper down the rabbit hole and continued to to research villains and stuff and then I just was like well fuck it I'm just gonna slap it together in a book because clearly there's a market for this I couldn't I could find only one other book on villains on Amazon at the time so that's what I did and I and I pulled it all together and I just um, put it up and I I realized that I write nonfiction very differently to most people um in that I write it how I speak everybody says they can hear me when they read my books and I suppose because I like to put humor in um and so in terms of why I continue to write it that has definitely evolved so I continue to write it because I am still learning I will always learn and the most effective efficient way for me to consolidate everything that I am learning is to write it and if I'm going to write it down I might as well write it in a book <clears throat> now I can't lie <laughs> my non-fiction makes a lot of fucking money um and so that is obviously a driver um I think there is a bit of blurring these days between the now I'm doing this full-time the need for income and therefore the need to write the non-fiction and the why of me which is me loving craft and loving learning um and so that does I don't really like that line blurring and so maybe mm -hmm. the next non-fiction book I write needs to be a topic that I really want to write about rather than you know something that I know is going to sell or whatever I don't know but yeah so I, I mean I I write it because I'm learning I write it because it also helps other people um, I write it because it makes money. And I think more than anything, it is the voice that I like writing the most, which is really weird. And I think that is just because I haven't given myself the space in fiction to embody my my most voicey voice self, if that makes sense. So like, because I'm writing YA, <clears throat> And I had tried to write cleaner YA than non-clean. I have felt so restricted. Wow, this is like revelations, I think. Um, wow. Yeah, I feel restricted. And I think that's a problem with my young adult stuff because I was trying to write in a tone that I thought I was supposed to write in. And so my why for the non-fiction is that I get to swear and I get to be rude and make terrible jokes and be sarcastic and that is and it's a huge expression of me like mm -hmm. yes I amp it up like I'm not you know I don't I'm not 
but that's the point of the book isn't it you you put yourself on steroids just like I do on the podcast you know I'm much calmer in in real life well depends how much caffeine I've had um you know (laughs) but but it is isn't it it's like it's like an expression of yourself and I think I I think because it is so close to my real voice it's the most natural expression of me I don't know how I feel about that. I feel really uncomfortable because I feel like fiction is supposed to be the expression of yourself, isn't it? Isn't it? Is it? Question wow. the I, I don't know. I feel, I feel, I feel unhinged. I feel untethered. I feel like, I feel like somebody's just. This was not my intention with this question. <laughs> no, I feel like somebody just cut me open, and now I'm having to look at my insides, and I'm not really sure if there's the things there that I thought was there. It makes sense though, because I mean, if you went into nonfiction with this whole, you know, oblivious, naive, I'm just going to do it for me. And then you've, you know, built an audience around that. It's that whole thing that I tell a lot of people about how like you put yourself out there and the right people will find you. So you've been enabled with nonfiction to be yourself. Whereas with fiction, just generally is a tougher nut to crack because you do have a lot more in the way of voice and genre expectations and things telling you which way to go. And obviously with, like you say, your your YA books, you played it down in the beginning because I guess that's what you imagined you wanted to write, would, would sell. I was supposed like. to do, yeah. Whereas the stuff that you're working on at the minute, which I've seen like snippets of, is much voicier because it t- seems to be a bit more within you and the voice that you have and the style that you have. And do you know the interesting thing? Last night, this. well... Thank you. Last night I text my critique partner and I was like, I'm, I'm having thoughts. Stop it. Shut them down. Well, and I was like, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be a fantasy writer, which is a really fucking big thought to think. Mm. Now I will continue to write fantasy because I have lots of fantasy book ideas and I really want to write the murdering magicians, but I have a feeling I, I'm supposed to be writing contemporary YA. And I don't really know how I feel about that, but the minute, you know, when you have a thought and it's, and it's unnerving because it is, as soon as you have that thought, you absolutely know without any doubt and a hundred percent certainty that it's correct because you have like relief, like just from accepting something. And oh, I'm getting goosebumps because like it was such a huge revelation. And basically, I'm really drawn to contemporary young adult books, like reading them. And I'm like, why am I not picking up naturally the contempt the young adult fantasy? And it's not that I don't want to write fantasy. I think I do. I actually think I want to write adult fantasy and young adult contemporary. Yeah. And here endeth. <laughs> it does sound like my return to horror though, because I was always, you know, chipping away at horror bits and then went on sort of like the divergence where um, I collaborated with Michael. I was looking at like other things that I was writing. I was looking at series and then returning back to sort of like I'm working on a, a short horror novella at the minute and just everything about writing, it just feels fun and just feels natural and just feels good. Um, everything else like I could write, but felt more of an effort and not quite authentic to me. There just seems to be like a resonance with the writing where you really connect with it and follow that path. And I think that's like, 
it comes to back to sort of are you going to uh, write to market and you know pursue friends and things or no or whatever and it's just I've, I've done a bit of that and I don't want to do that anymore but I, I it's when it's when writing feels like home that you know that it's Yes. Like when I read those, when I, like the reason I was going to those books is because they feel like home and, and that's, what's terrifying to me. And it is terrifying because none of my current book ideas with the exception of the center death, which is contemporary with just, just a cotch of fantasy. None of my ideas are contemporary. Like, so I kind of had to have a conversation with the universe to say, look, I'm open. I am yeah. all, all open to contemporary ideas because I think this is what I should be doing. Adult fantasy and contemporary young adult. I don't know. Anyway, okay. why do you write nonfiction? You just need to grow a bigger vagina. Um, so my... Is it because I bullied you into it? I'm just uh, going to ignore that. Is it because I bullied you into writing nonfiction? Yeah. yeah, I think so. So no, I think it's not so much that you bullied me into it. I think it's that you changed Except my... I did. Well, you did, but it also changed my perception of what I believe nonfiction was. Because oh. I always... The nonfiction books I read were always from sort of multi-million best-selling people, awards, achievements, records. Like they were the creme de la creme of, you know, people and what they can achieve. So listening to lessons from people like Stephen Pressfield, from Tim Ferriss, from Cal Newport, it's, it's, I had this impression that nonfiction was once you've achieved a certain level of status, then you can impart that lesson. But what I've learned over the last sort of year is that no matter what stage you're at in your journey, you have a voice that mm -hmm. will resonate with people because even if you know you've never published a book in your life and your first book is here's how to write a book it's you stumbling upon your lessons and sharing what you've learned which to someone who hasn't yet started writing a book could be a thousand times more valuable than someone who's been writing for 20 years and is telling you how to write a book but they're forgetting the last 20 years of their own journey mm -hmm. and they just haven't got that connection with the audience they're trying to reach anymore so with um because obviously I'm, I'm still relatively early in my nonfiction journey. I've got collaboration for authors. I've got my productivity book, which I'm working on. I've got my book that I started today, which is, I'm, I'm just going to say this one just to hold myself accountable, is um, the self-publishing blueprint, which is basically the all the gears and cogs to get your book from idea to market. Um, and already I am, like I say, my whole perception has changed on what I believe those to be because I am in no way unique in that. Wait, what am I trying to say? I've totally lost my tangent. I am in no way unique in the fact that like, I'm not the only person who's ever self-published a book. So if you come to me, you're not going to get anything really new in terms of, you know, how things work, but in terms of my voice, in terms of my perspective, in terms of, you know, certain tidbits in the way that I work, it's going to be infinitely different to every other person that would write an identical book. Similarly with fiction, I don't believe that anyone can steal an idea because everyone has their own interpretation of what that idea is. So I'm kind of leaning a bit more into nonfiction. Obviously I've amped up things like author services. I'm now book coaching um, and giving back. And in giving back, that's helping me cement a lot of my own process when it comes to publishing fiction. Um, and I just think that I've, I've learned the, the value and the power of sharing what you're learning along the way and whenever I get to a point in which I'm trying to be an expert quote um, is when I start to slow down and stumble. And that, I think that's the reason why the productivity book has taken as long as it has so far is because I keep looking at that book and thinking, Oh, this has to be up there with a the creme de la creme. Cause there are people that have produced incredible productivity books. And what I need to remember is that 
and writing my perspective of what productivity is and imparting those lessons. Um, and, you know, hopefully people will pick up stuff along the way. Like, I, I don't think it can be questioned that I am a fairly productive guy. So I do have lessons to impart. Um, but it's like the reason I've started writing it is primarily to cement my own process and to understand my own thinking, to stretch, stretch my voice, stretch my words. Um, it is another income stream. And what I did learn with collaboration for authors is even though it's a very niche book, so it hasn't sold quite as well as I'd like, the profit margins are a lot bigger with nonfiction and sort of a bit more steady. Um, and oh, what was, there was a final point I wanted to put onto that. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at those. Um, income, sharing knowledge, stretching voice. And I think it's good as well. Like, I think we mentioned on this podcast, I was listening to old episodes of the story studio that I did with Luke. And on one of those episodes, I said that I want to help authors as one of my goals. And I don't really want to create and write in a vacuum. And I like the idea of helping people reach the realizations that I reached early on in terms of realizing that there can be a career in this that you can put things forward and you know whatever you want to do with your book whether it's just just to hold it in your hand or whether you want to try and hit the top of a bestseller chart it is a step that could enable people to do that and have impact so that's kind of um yeah a roundup of all my reasons but it is also fun I'm finding it really really fun just to put my voice into it just to play with it a little bit make it a bit quirky a bit humorous and just spread the lessons from there but it, it has been a, a whole evolution because I was really like I was against non-fiction in every sense of the word not in terms of like the value that it gave me like I read non-fiction books I have respect to people who write non-fiction but for me I saw myself as a fiction writer and I saw non-fiction as um as a block uh, like an obstacle to me or just not there we go a distraction to me focusing on fiction and trying to turn that into what I wanted to turn it into and what I've learned is that the non-fiction because of my experience in my day job in sort of corporate world and stuff a lot of the non-fiction stuff does come fairly naturally in terms of like looking at audience and different processes in terms of like making the book um, and then what that does is it enables me then to keep treating fiction like a hobby which makes it feel a lot more natural for me because I don't want fiction to have to be a source of you have to do this. Like my fiction, the whole point of writing fiction is to enjoy and just to share that part of me. Yeah. Yeah. I feel exactly the same about my fiction. I don't want it. I, I, I mean, would if love it does, I'll be happy. But Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. I would love it to pay all my bills, mm. but I don't want it to have to pay my bills because then it changes your relationship with it. It changes how you feel about it. And it becomes a blocker in my brain and my creativity shuts down. Mm. Like the creativity has to be free and uncaged by require, requirement for bill paying. Yeah. And what I find interesting as well is when you speak to, so if you're just writing fiction, um, and I don't say that in any derogatory way, if you're, if you're simply writing fiction um, and, you know, you've got other friends that write fiction, you'll share story ideas, you'll share sort of like a few craft tips here and there. What I found with speaking more with non-fiction authors and like obviously talking to you backwards and forward, there's a bit more of a global conversation about like the inner workings of an author career. 
as opposed to focusing on the story itself. So for me, it's been really beneficial just to look at how other people are operating their business and looking at like the different things they're looking at in terms of informing how I'm running my business. And mm. yeah, it's just, it's, it's very, very useful. But um, what would you say to anyone who is, has never considered nonfiction or is maybe on the cusp of considering nonfiction but isn't sure? Do it. That is it. Get on with it. Why haven't you done it already? Do it because it's <laughs> no, honestly, it's liberating. It, it, it's fun. It will bring you more income. Um, and I suppose the other thing is don't underestimate the amount of structural changes you may or may not have. Getting the structure of nonfiction right is mm. just the hardest part for me personally. But you. Okay, so how are we leveling up our business this week? Oh yeah, shit. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna do a montage of those moments. Just like a five minute clip of, oh shit, oh man. Oh, every week. <laughs> um, From both of us, I'm not singling you out. Well, I am going to be working very hard on side characters next week. Um, I don't want to quantify it. I do want to finish the book. Um, but I'm well the first draft but I'm not going to say that because I thought I'd get it done this week and I didn't so you know I'm not having I'm working on side characters and yes tough shit it is going to be that vague mm-hmm. um, and I will update I will check and update my bio pages and my speaking pages. Uh, And I'm going to work on launch planning and that can be either young adult or the nonfiction. I just wanna do some more research and stuff like more, Mm. um, yeah. So that, that when I say launch planning, I'm either going to be like doing more thinking, more research or more writing down of things that I'm going to do. Like more, there's just, there's a few, yeah, that's it, end of full stop. Can you commit to one section of side characters? I want to smart no, goal it. But no, I, no, I'm not going to, but I will commit to recording one chapter of audiobook. Okay. I am going to write three sections of uh, the self-publishing blueprint. I'm going to draft a list of tasks to give because I'm going to start to look for a virtual assistant. Um, I've got one for you. Never mind, carry on. I don't get to set my own anymore. Uh, (laughs) um, I'm going to update my board so I can prioritise the current tasks I've got on my list. And I'm going to put in a preliminary plan for my second quarter. Mm. what's your thing for me what do you mean my you said i've got thing. one for you oh no no i meant va never mind oh okay cool i thought you meant like <laughs> uh things about our business audience question of the week uh, i'm going to change it slightly to have you considered writing non-fiction why lovely there we go thanks everyone for joining we'll see you next week bye 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 Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Great Writer Share podcast.
For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author Podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become Next Level Authors. Yeah. You can start. Thank you, Sasha. <clears throat> Let me just get the notes. Oh, post. Oh, for fuck's sake. Damn it. Oh my god, I so yeah, wish that, are, uh, that, that we had smell a vision with the internet because Sassy fuck out. me, does my room smell amazing? <laughs> what were you doing again? Nothing, I did nothing. Hello, achievers, and welcome to episode number. Wow. Well, I had a whole thing set up and you just screwed it. Hello, Achievers, and welcome to episode number 58. (laughs) My name is Daniel Wilcox, I think, and here with me every week, I think, is... Sasha Black. Uh, Have you got the right mic on? Probably not. That's going to be upsetting. (laughs) Let's switch that over. No, of course I haven't. It's on the wrong... I'm going to record that whole thing again. There we are. There you are. Listen, you are not allowed to have this as an Easter egg because she watches what I do and she'll kill me. Um, I mean it. You're not allowed. I'm so, you just cemented this as the Easter egg. You can't. This is the Easter That egg. would end our friendship. I know. But it's, I, you know, it's been a while since I feel like I've really tested the, the barriers, the boundaries that we have set. Oh, no, that would any. be... I don't think that, there are any. That, oh, we have boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> we have boundaries. I am... Feet not... are out of the boundary. <laughs> <laughs> For a start. <laughs> you yeah, fucking I mean, hate feet. Yeah, so don't send Sasha a picture of you weighing yourself if it's got feet on scales. <laughs>